सो वेलकम बैक टू अनदर पॉडकास्ट ऑफ ऑल अबाउट यूनाइटेड एंड फुटबॉल एंड दिस इज मीमन एंड दिस इज टॉकिंग यूनाइटेड एपिसोड टेन वेर आई एम गोन टॉक अबाउट द रिटर्न ऑफ द प्रीमियर लीग एंड हाउ दैट इज गोन इफेक्ट मैनचेस्ट यूनाइटेड पर्स्यूट फॉर द टॉप फोर एंड चैम्पियंस लीग फुटबॉल इन द अपकमिंग टू थाउजेंड सीजन and i'm going to talk about the latest transfer news that has been floating around manchester united in the past few weeks uh slash months and i'm going to talk about united's uh possible journey that could well and truly take over in the next coming weeks in the premier league uh, as it returns and yeah i'll just wrap it around about all his future and how united have a chance of getting top 4 or not yep let's get going then so basically uh, i would say that it's been very long since i've done a manchester united podcast uh, because my previous podcast have been uh, more football uh, related and not manchester united related as such because you know i obviously had some um, guests who did some really good podcast with me in the past few weeks that i've been keeping the channel up uh, on all podcasting platforms so that's been great so i've been obviously thinking about doing the stocking united uh, from quite a while now because obviously i haven't done a united podcast since like i would say months i would say because the previous one was in i think april and this is june at the time of recording so yeah that's how it is and the next four podcast i'm going to do is probably going to be just by just by myself because obviously uh, the reason for that is uh, that i have released 46 podcasts till date so this is the 47th that you're going to listen to right now if you're listening to this and uh, i'm four podcasts away from 50 podcast releases and it should have been uh, 48 to be honest uh, to be till now and this should have been my 49th podcast but unfortunately due to a technical error that technically is by me i would say that two podcasts of mine got deleted um, on like all platforms so yeah i just made a mistake and that just happened so i have to just uh, do these four podcasts so that i hit the 50th podcast and once the 50th podcast is reached i'm going to obviously make a special announcement uh, which is uh, something going to be very huge uh, i'm i'm just uh, just not spoiling it out right now i just hope that you just wait for it and i hope just people just uh, get ready for this this is going to be something very big and very great for this channel and it's probably going to be a very big stepping stone so yeah not spoiling it much so in the 50th podcast there'll be an announcement and it's going to be a special podcast obviously because it's the 50th release so yeah that's that then so the next four podcasts will be uh, me just alone doing it out on myself and the 50th podcast announcement would pretty much explain why i would say the uh, next four podcasts are going to be done by me myself so that's about it so jumping into manchester united the premier league has obviously returned and that's something absolutely great for every single uh, premier league fan in the world because everyone has been dying for football to come back and obviously the bundesliga did come back uh, way before the premier league and people have been enjoying it quite well but obviously uh, premier league is also won by liverpool just like how bundesliga was recently wrapped up by bayern munich but i think premier league is more intense because of its top four race and obviously the fan base of premier league clubs is much more than uh, any other you know 
top five European league, I would say, because Premier League is a widespread league uh, because of its fan base around the world, and that's the reason why it's probably known as the best league in the world. And all the money is in it, all the managers are in it, and you know, it's it's just a great league. So, yeah, I'm glad that the Premier League is coming back, and uh, you know, obviously since the Premier League is back it's about the top four race which is going to intensify over the next few weeks when the premier league will resume i would say like after two or three two and a half months i would say uh since the premier league was suspended i think it was march the 18th or 19th when it was suspended and it's going to resume on june the 18th so it's technically um three months i would say yeah three months since Premier League has been off the television and of the stadiums obviously it's going to be behind closed doors which uh, has to be the case because uh, the coronavirus pandemic has just ruined everything in this world and you know fans just can't go back to stadiums and you know watch the matches like uh, they would wish to and support their teams and i think the premier league has taken a great initiative by uh, making its games uh, free free to air which means people could watch it free on their television or whatever legal streaming site they are having access to which is great uh, because if that doesn't happen i think people would just probably go and gather around at one of their mates house or to just watch the game and all and it's just going to cause another whole chaos in the lockdown and pandemic situation uh, across the countries in the world so yeah i think kudos to premier league for that um so on, on june the 18th the premier league is going to return uh, obviously manchester city and uh Arsenal is going to be the uh, watch out match for uh, the day it's returning it's June 18th so yeah on June 18th uh, Manchester City versus um, Arsenal is going to be a great match to watch because Pep versus Arteta is something people would look forward to and yeah since like players have not been fit it's it's going to be a close game could be a close game because um no, all players might not be at the best of the game and there, there will be a lot of loose passes and loose game plays by either teams and um, it's going to cause a lot of um, trouble to both of the defences if uh, their attacks can just find their rhythm because it's 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 obviously very difficult to not have football, proper football for three months. It's It just affects your fitness as a player and it obviously uh, makes a lot of difference uh, when you step back onto the pitch because your um, you know game sharpness that you call is something that comes into play which obviously takes time to build back uh, after a three month break and obviously players like Kevin De Bruyne uh, and Luis Suarez and you know there are, there have been a lot of players whose pictures have been circulating around with their um, you know body fats you know developing around the body which is something that you wouldn't want to see as a football coach uh, especially in the Premier League so yeah that's something of a problem so yeah talking about United we play uh, Tottenham Hotspur on uh, the Friday I think I think Premier League is returning on June the 17th if I'm not wrong uh, so I just might have got the, the date wrong so yeah uh, to, to the day the, on which the Premier League returns I think there's another day's gap after which uh, United and Tottenham play at the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium 
and it's got to be Jose versus Oli 2.0 which is freaking amazing because I have it's just the perfect game for United fans to just have football back uh, after the lockdown uh, because you know what better start it could be if Oli Gunnar Solskjaer beats Jose Mourinho for the second time in a season you know uh, because when Joseph was appointed as his first manager, I think it was his third or fourth game uh, that he came back to Old Trafford and uh, Oli had a injury struck team and Marcus Rashford just, you know, uh, ripped Jose's Tottenham apart. He was just freaking amazing on that day and Jose lost. And surprisingly in that game, uh, Jose was technically known for his park there were strategies against top six teams he just kind of tried to be on defensive and dominate the game against United at Old Trafford but uh, sadly uh, he isn't sort of that sort of a manager against big clubs and Ole Gunnar Solskjaer just uh, had his weapon in Marcus Rashford and he just uh, made sure that Jose was beaten well and truly at Old Trafford which every United fan wanted and we would want that again and this time, uh, obviously, United could have a better chance because we obviously have Bruno Fernandes and Paul Pogba in the same team, which obviously ex- excites uh, any United fan in the world because those are two players, like, if they could link up in the way people imagine, it's just going to be, you know, it's just going to be devastating for the Premier League. And I say this because, look, Bruno is uh, someone... Uh, who has shown glimpses of what he could become uh, at United if he just keeps on going and he's he's a player who just likes to keep himself fit and he's a leader and he's got that leadership personality in him Bruno Fernandes and he is someone who could uh, you know control the game with his leadership and always demand the ball and you know demand the players to be in positions and what and what Bruno also brings is creativity uh, which used to be all on Paul Pogba when uh, Bruno was not there so now since Bruno is there the creativity burden could be shared between Bruno and Pogba and that's something Pogba would love so uh, Bruno and Pogba linking up together could be a massive massive boost for Manchester United to just you know finish in the top four so obviously United fans had a lot of questions that whether Europa League is the route to us back into the Champions League or uh, is it the Premier League. So now what I think is that now since Bruno and Pogba are in the same team and considering the fact that United have been playing, had been playing well before the lockdown, um, United should be actually getting top four with that team because tell you what, uh, Ole Gunnar Solskjaer, uh, around the time in January he was uh, you know dividing the fan base in a, in a way because you know we lost to teams like Burnley and all and uh, people majority of the people were just like okay this is getting to a point where I think he needs to resign or he just needs to leave because you know um, the board has just screwed us up uh, all over since 2013 ever since Sir Alex retired and this is just not getting any better it's just getting worse and worse uh, with every manager the injuries were really terrible for the team and you know it, it was just a team that was just losing everything uh, falling apart right from top to bottom and it was just a mess and Solcha was looking like a man who was getting the sack uh, more, more or less uh, as much as Woodward would have backed him at that point uh, publicly so at that point uh, there were United fans who were like you know it's wrong to just you know sack managers and sack Oli special especially because 
we were in the middle of a January transfer window and uh, you know it people were who were backing Oli were telling that it's just wrong to sack Oli without giving him giving him the players that he wanted uh, at the club his signings because he inherited a squad which is largely built by managers like Jose or Van Hal or Moyes or like all the players are from there era or reign were uh, majority majority uh, dominating the Oligana Solcha squad and Oli just had three of his signings uh, given to him in the summer uh, you know just prior to the January transfer window so um, people were obviously telling that Oli needs the signings and then we can judge him properly and that's when Bruno Fernandes and Odin Agalo came in. Agalo was obviously alone but Bruno was the major signing and ever since Bruno came in the team just like transformed uh, which is nothing uh, you know new to say because it is just very obvious because the tr- the team really clicked in very well uh, ever since Bruno came in you know players like Maguire who were sort of underperforming till then uh, sort of elevated his game and showed that uh, that's the reason why we sort of paid the big money for him because he was supposed to be a player who used to who had to just uh, come into the defense and dominate dominate aerial balls and lead like a leader and ever since uh, obviously even before bruno came in he he sort of started to show those glimpses but ever since bruno came in he well and truly uh, you know showed that consistency as a captain and as a center back in that back line He's just been uh, very great. Harry Maguire, Van Basaka was uh, consistent all throughout the season. Uh, Bruno Fernandes obviously uh, became the guy who was like the missing link in that midfield. And uh, Anthony Martial uh, potentially found a partner uh, just before the lockdown who could link up with him really well before the lock. Uh, before the lockdown, sorry. Uh, who could link up with him really well uh, in terms of scoring goals and maybe creating chances as well so Martial found a good partner uh, to link up with and you know so Nemanja Vatic just came back into form Scott McTominay obviously came back from injury a little later but he just came back uh, and added to the squad depth and Fred was just uh, on his best season and best run I would say ever since he's been at United so it was all just coming up uh, coming together uh, in a way ever since Bruno came in and now that we've got Pogba and Rashford back, uh, we could just say that we just have the best squad to select uh, for every match. Uh, and Ole Gunnar Solskjaer right now has got no excuses. I think with this squad, if Ole Gunnar Solskjaer fails to sort of uh, get top four from this position, I think that would be some question marks over him because... Uh, before he got the players it was all about uh, you know just give Oli the players and give him time and let's see how it goes it's wrong to just sack him uh, so early uh, just you know within a year of his appointment and stuff like that Uh, but I think now that he's got players this squad is well and truly capable of finishing in top four definitely because Martial as a player has transformed uh, and become a striker who could you know score goals and be the good number nine uh, with the whole play and stuff uh, that could really do well for us and Rashford's back and Rashford was in great form uh, just before he got injured he was probably in his best form uh, ever since he broke out at the scene at United so Rashford was in good form and I hope he does uh, stay in good form when he plays again and Pogba and Bruno obviously makes a very good midfield partnership 
and the third midfielder uh, who who would play uh, along with Pogba and Bruno is something that I would obviously address uh, within a few moments. Uh, but yeah, it's and the defense is obviously very well settled. Uh, Van Bissaka, Maguire, and Luke Shaw, and Brandon Williams adding got a competition to the left back position. So I think it's it's a pretty well uh, settled squad to easily challenge for the top four. I I I I would pretty much say that. Uh, uh, most majority of these players when Jose Mourinho was here at United uh, were uh, there and they finished second although it wasn't the most convincing of the top two finishes but we at least finished second with 81 points so I would say that Oligana Solcha if he well and truly deserves to stay here and doesn't want the question marks over him by the critics and fans who probably think he's not the right man I think it is uh the time to show them that uh, with the right squad and the players he could uh, actually make United a consistent uh, top 3 or 4 side and I say top 3 or top 4 not uh, a Premier League contending side is because I think for United to make the right progress in the right direction it's important that United become a consistent top 3 and top 4 team because uh, ever since Sir Alex retired it's just been like uh, two times uh, we've finished in the top 4 once was in 2014-15 uh, under Van Hal we finished 4th and under, under Mourinho in 17-18 we finished 2nd uh, behind City on 81 points that, that was that was just two uh, occasions and United fans we sort of talk uh, talk it out like uh, you know we just 6 or 7 signings away from becoming champions of England again it's just not like that it's it's just it's got to be you know step by step uh, and a progress uh, in an ethical way and I think right now with the players that we've got uh, we're, we should be a top four team definitely and I think uh, even before Bruno came and I mean like we have been in situations where like uh, if we could have won our next coming game we could have been in like one or two points of touching distance to top four and we have always been like situations where we have been very close to top four but uh, whenever the next game that uh, gives us the opportunity to get into the top four uh, comes uh, we just blow it apart and we just never make or break into the top four uh, so that's always in the problem but ever since Bruno has come in we've found sort of that consistency and I hope we just continue that consistency uh, for a consistent amount of period and I think now with Bruno and Pogba and Rashford and Martial I think we've obviously got the best squad that we uh, Ole Gunnar Solskjaer would have hoped and we would have hoped that as fans in the current scenario without transfers and I think it's just very important that uh, we get the top four and do I think we'll get top four when the Premier League resumes I pretty much am sure that we would because I think uh, I think I think Oli has definitely uh, you know found the right set of players who could uh, consistently start in a starting lineup and I think if they gel in really well within one or two weeks I think it just could uh, take us on a, on a run and you know uh, with Ole Gunnar Solskjaer it's always been something that whenever we go on runs as United we just you know keep winning or like whenever we go on a winning run we just keep winning whenever we lose we just keep losing or drawing and stuff like that so I think if we can like consistently keep winning uh, with the current squad or end set of players to select I think we could definitely get top four why not I think my hopes uh, considering from the start of the season till now if you could uh, you know if you could 
you know rate my hopes or expectations uh, for finishing in the top four i think right now i would say we have a better chance than we had uh, at the start of the season i say this with regards to the squad of players that we have got uh not with regards to like the situation or the n- amount of points gap that we have uh, with chelsea and leicester i would say so with leicester i think we've got eight points uh, of a difference i think that uh, would be much dependent on leicester uh, we obviously have leicester to play on the last game week uh, so like if we could beat them that would be three points uh, but apart from that i think leicester losing five points is kind of unrealistic to expect but could be possible and chelsea considering that both the lockdown itself they were like sort of this inconsistent side i think uh, i think if if they still are on that inconsistent run and if united you know sort of uh, find the right uh, you know formation or uh, style of play for bruno and pogba to gel in together i think united could uh, Uh, you know overtake chelsea but it completely depends like if chelsea keep winning and they maintain their form they could you know still stay there on fourth and united might still miss out but i think uh, like considering that a P, uh, all the teams are going to gain loose points and uh, you know it's about which team has got the better players to just pull it off uh, if it's up to that thing and united could uh, have a good chance of getting top 4 and talking about europa league i think uh, you've still got inter milan and bayer leverkusen in it which i would consider as the those two teams are the teams i would consider as the toughest of the lot uh, in in terms of competing for the europa league title and i think it's going to resume in august uh, maybe so yeah, it's it's got uh, a good amount of time so i think till then i think players will are uh, definitely regain their match sharpness uh, well and truly and we would definitely uh, it's actually a good situation to be in because right now in the premier league you just have the premier league to play uh, the games are going to come quick and fast and it's just about winning uh, every single game game by game and just uh, maintain that consistent run uh, and so by the time europa league returns uh, we would have a better idea about whether united need to you know put all uh, eggs in one basket and just win the europa league or it's it would be more about united are going to more more a certain uh, more certainly finish in the top 4 and or whether it's going to be about uh, united are certainly going to finish in the top 4 and europa league is just going to be uh, a pursuit for a trophy for all against solchar which is very important because people obviously want all against solchar to win silverware so that they could you know <laughs> some people would obviously use that for comparisons with the predecessors at united uh, and some people will be like this that actually adds into ollie's credibility of becoming a potential long term success as a manager so yeah that's about it so um So, so about the formation that uh, Bruno and Pogba could play I mean uh, the most ideal formation to play them both would be a 4-3-3 but uh, the issue with that would be uh, who would play as a central defensive midfield role uh, so last season when Oli used to play the 4-3-3 uh, and when Matic got injured uh, he played Scott McTominay there and McTominay was more like uh, doing a shift in that position 
because naturally he's not like uh, that guy who's who plays like the holding midfielder in a 4-3-3 but he was like m- played as a more makeshift midfielder in that position and he did quite well like he was putting in like 7 or 8 out of 10 performances and his most significant performance was I am pretty sure was against Liverpool at Old Trafford last season in the uh, 18-19 season uh, where you know United uh, had to make three first half substitutions and it was about you know um, you know keeping the team uh, you know in in search for points till the very last moment in that match so yeah I think McTominay was good in that game and I think he can definitely play there but he's not like uh, technically the best player we've got who could play in that position I mean Matic could play there Matic is definitely like the best central defensive midfielder United have got at the moment but I would say that Matic when he plays in a 4-3-3 isn't mobile enough to like you know guard the back three uh, you know by moving horizontally from left to right uh, and just uh, you know intercepting balls and stuff uh, horizontally and vertically to just intercept balls and guard the back line uh, he is more of a player who could play in a 4-2-3-1 uh, where you could play two CDMs and uh, like obviously in, in those two CDMs you could obviously play Matic and along with him you could play a very tenacious player like Fred and that would bring the best out of Matic and you know it's been the case with Matic ever since he's been at Chelsea because at Chelsea he had Conte alongside him in the 3-4-3 of Antonio Conte and they both were the most solid uh, you know central midfield partnerships in the league uh, and definitely one of them in Europe so uh, when Matic started to play with Fred as well he was doing very very well because it brought the best out of Matic and Fred was doing exceptionally well as well so to play Matic I think you have to play a 4-2-3-1 uh, to you know keep him uh, at the best of his game uh, but I think 4-3-3 he always played that uh, under Oli when he initially came in as a temporary manager but I'm not pretty sure that one year down the line with Matic, and be- Matic being a year older uh, you could say that he could still be that um, you know 4-3-3 player uh, playing as a lone DM I certainly don't know but if like if Oli does decide to play him that way and uh, you know uh, some great performances uh, out of him then it would be great and talking about Fred uh, playing in that position I think Fred uh, to be very honest he's obviously a very tenacious box to box moving player I have never considered Fred to be a player who could just sit back and just uh, you know defend and not go forward and drive with the ball and stuff like that obviously he's got the passing uh, that a uh, tenacious uh, low center of gravity low heighted central defensive midfielder would have he's obviously got that but he's not the proper sit back and you know, uh, you know guard the back line type of dm he's more of a progressive central midfielder or like a box box guy because he's obviously got the pace and uh, the passing range to do that. So Fred is not the perfect kind of player for him. But if Oli just like just like tries to experiment that with Fred Pogba and Bruno, I think it would be a good try. But uh, would it be worth risking it against like teams like Tottenham or some other teams in between of our top four race? I'm not pretty sure, but. It's all up to Oli and uh, it's all up to him to see what happens. My prediction would be that Oli would probably play a 4-2-3-1 with Matic and Pogba or McTominay or Pogba and Bruno as the number 10 and he will obviously place uh, three front men which would be I would presume 
Martial Rashford and it it would be I think Daniel James most likely because obviously he's got the pace and all and I I don't think he would just rest Greenwood uh, straight away into the starting lineup uh, after such a long long lockdown so yeah that's about that so to wrap about uh, the things in the podcast uh, yeah talking about the transfers to to wrap up this podcast so in uh, transfers i know it really made me angry a couple of days ago uh, because he obviously officially not officially announced yet but uh, at the time of recording but by the time you're listening to this it might have been officially announced but Fabrizio Romano and uh, many other credible journalists and news outlets have told that they have pretty much done with a verbal agreement with Timo Werner from RB Leipzig and he's uh, more or less gonna join Chelsea uh, definitely next season and that just like made me very angry and heartbroken because Timo Werner was definitely a player I liked a lot and I've obviously described him as a player who would actually reduce the workload of Martial and Rashford who play uh, who get injured and play games a lot and Timo Werner is someone who could play in multiple positions like left wing or center forward or maybe potentially on the right and he could share the workload with them and he obviously adds the world class element to the any front line in world football and sadly Chelsea have made a very good move and they're potentially more or less done with the deal and it just it just is a very good signing it it adds the world class element to the Chelsea front line you know Hakim Ziyech Timo Werner and some people say they would play Werner on the left Ziyech on the right and Tammy as the main man in the middle uh, who could hold up and be the focal point uh, it's up to Frank Lampard how he wants to set Chelsea up but he's definitely made a good move by convincing Werner to Chelsea um, which is yeah definitely done I think and obviously uh, I think it was a day after that that Fabrizio told that Chelsea were also in talks for signing Ben Chilwell from Leicester and it just made me lose my shit because uh, all the summer like uh, journalists have been telling United are in the front of uh, the queue for Jadon Sancho United are in love with Jadon Sancho Jadon Sancho is someone United would want to build a brand around and like there have been numerous amount of series like any journalist would tell uh, United are the most interested and front in the queue club for Jadon Sancho but we have never made advanced talks or official bids or any sort of thing that would actually be considered as significant progress for Jadon Sancho we've we've basically done nothing so uh, since that's the case it's just like another Anton Griezmann thing for me because Griezmann was someone uh, two three years back was like linked all summer to Manchester United and like he was I was pretty sure he was going to end up at United and then the transfer ban hit uh, for Atletico Madrid and he decided to stay and the season later Barcelona uh, just got him and United never even tried to approach him so so uh, because of that situation I would say Jadon Sancho for me right now is a 20% chance for United to sign and 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 to be very honest if United just sat down to sign Jadon Sancho we would like if if United were given four weeks to sign Jadon Sancho they would uh, take three and a half weeks to agree a free for Jadon Sancho yeah they might sign him but they would take three and a half weeks to agree a fee and the sad part about it is ultimately when they do agree the fee they agree to the fee that was initially demanded in the first week itself by Dortmund which is uh, a ridiculously stupid thing like for example if Dortmund want 110 million euros for Jadon Sancho 
United will start bargaining at 90 million euros and Dortmund would, would obviously say that it's a joke for a uh, joke for an offer because that's nowhere near matching the valuation of Borussia Dortmund and then in the next week they'll make it a uh, 95 and then they'll make it 100 and ultimately after three and a half weeks after adding bonuses and what not clauses in the world they'll finally agree to 105 million pounds which is again a joke of uh, negotiation uh, stuff from Manchester United so and and yeah so the sad part about it is that uh, if we take so long for one transfer that just ba- barely leaves us with time for negotiating for another deal uh, and and talking about transfers we obviously need two players at the minimum in the next transfer window considering that Paul Pogba is going to stay yes Paul Pogba is going to stay uh, 99.9% he's going to stay at United next season because you know the pandemic has affected the clubs and the clubs interested in him uh, just can't afford the wages and uh, the transfer fee for him in this moment in time because if they've had huge losses and you know Pogba would just um, have to stay for another season uh, and you can you can hear that from any credible uh, journalist source uh, that you would want to so yeah um, just like we would say uh, spend the whole transfer window uh, selling Paul Pogba we would just spend the whole transfer window maybe negotiating for Jadon Sancho's fee so yeah the point is uh, considering that everyone stays uh, at the start of next season it's uh, important that we sign two players which is obviously a right winger and a central defensive midfielder a proper central defensive midfielder who could play in a 4-3-3 now uh, that I would mean I would say a player like Thomas Partey or a Wilfred Ndidi would be absolutely perfect but Thomas Partey is uh, very uh, much bound to go to Arsenal because Arsenal like are in a very advanced position for that deal I believe uh, from the sources I've read and Wilfred Ndidi would definitely cost like an 80-90 million and um, you know expecting a Jadon Sancho deal for a 100, 100 million plus uh, deal in the summer Plus, uh, going for NDD for another 80-90 million is something I could never imagine Edward Wood and Manchester United doing in my whole life. I mean, that would just be like uh, that would just be like coronavirus just ending uh, suddenly out of nowhere tomorrow morning as you wake up. You know, it would be that shocking for anyone, and that's just not going to happen. So I think if you're going to sign Sancho, you gotta have to look for a for an option who would uh, cost you just like a 20, 30, 40 million uh, which would pretty much be ideal uh, considering that uh, I know pretty much every journalist has been mentioning United have only had 150 million pound for the uh, next upcoming summer transfer window although we've, uh, we've apparently used some of that for Bruno but uh, we've got 150 million according to rumours for the next summer so let's say we could agree Jaden for 100 million euros and we've got 50 so in the 50 Thomas Partey would be the ideal choice to go but he's like Arsenal just gonna get him uh, more, more or less so there are a couple of options like there's a player called Benacar from AC Milan I think he is someone who could uh, cost you around that 40 million mark uh, and he could uh, come in for cheap and you know be that guy in the 433 i'm i'm not telling that he could just drop into a premier league top 4 contending team straight away and become um, be world class just like bruno has proven to be 
but i think if you are looking to like bring in a quality player for like a price that as gettable for someone like united considering the negotiation uh strategies and you know bargaining stuff i think benacar would be someone who could be very uh good i would say and apart from that babakar ismari is someone uh you know who had been mentioned a lot uh in the last uh, you know i would say two windows i would say um because i think he's been quite kind of good and would be uh decent but i think he's just too young uh, babakar ismari is way too young to you know handle the pressure of the premier league i mean we saw with nicola pepe he was having a great season at lille uh just before arsenal bought him and as soon as uh, arsenal bought him he started to struggle in the premier league because he obviously took time to adapt but now i think he is much better i would say uh but yeah from the french league to the premier league is a huge step up and i think any player would take time and there's this zakaria kid from munchengladbach again he's young and similar to samare uh he would be again risk to take uh to be honest and you you have to uh, obviously mention jude bellingham who has been linked a lot and today i read i think jude bellingham is going somewhere else and not united i'm not pretty sure which club is that but he's not uh, coming to united according to the source that i've read read today but jude bellingham is not a cdm he's not a cdm that you would straight away play in uh, out of nowhere uh, along with bruno and pogba is not that he's just 16 or 17 it's just way too much to ask uh that from some someone from a player like him and he's more like a box to box player from what i've heard about him from birmingham city fans and articles and interviews and stuff he's more of a box to box and not a not a proper cdm that united should be looking at so again uh benacar would be a decent shout and apart from that i think i've got two wild shouts um but i think sadly they're not uh one of them is uh in the age category of the cdms that i would want but uh one of them isn't so i would probably have to do some more deep research into uh finding players who fit the age category and as well as uh, be the player who could straight away drop into the cdm position so yeah the two players uh, as far as i know right now one is maximilian arnold from wolfsburg which is i think a, a very wild shout uh, i could have uh, chosen his partner javier shagler shalga but i think he's just too young for 22 uh, i think we need a little more experience than that and i, I think maximilian arnold is in the you know i would say the best world class option just united should just go and get right now but i think he would be a good player and apart, apart from that i think mark roca from i think he is i think from real sociedad uh no no uh, sorry uh, I, he's from espanol uh he's 22 he can play cdm and central midfield uh i think he again is 22 years old but i think we could get him for uh cheap and i think he could uh complement well with mctominay and fred and like just rotate a bit and like we could uh no pull out another season and he could be potentially a replacement for matic if he retires and like what i'm thinking is that if united go for a cheap 22 23 24 year old player or maybe even younger than that then maybe it wouldn't be too bad because we would get a player in the position that we want uh and like he could uh you know develop his game uh, with matic and other pl- other midfielders in the one season or one or two seasons that he'll have and when matic does eventually leave 
uh, he could uh, be the potential replacement for Matic and we could uh, sign the world class player that we want then I mean like so what I mean to say is that we could get a player now and when Matic leaves uh, or even if he doesn't leave we could just get the world class midfielder like NDD that we were supposed to get now uh, in uh, one or two seasons time like one season's time I would say the next like next January would be more ideal I would say uh, because of how United's transfer policies work so yeah if United could uh, you know get a cheap player like a cheap well high potential player uh, to just like uh, be a good fit for uh, that position for this season or sorry for the next upcoming season and then you know sort of sign the world class CDM that we want for the season after that then I think I wouldn't mind you know because that's how our policy is working and we just have to do deal with that so that's about it so yeah uh, CDM and right wing for sure and ap- apart from that I think if Eric Bailly and Twenzebe uh, or Lindelof or whoever it could be I think Lindelof is too similar a player to Maguire that's my only issue otherwise I wouldn't mind him partnering with Maguire but I think if Bailly and Twenzebe can keep fit and they could uh, be the high high pace recovery centre back along with Maguire on a consistent basis I think we could pull off another season with the back line that we have got uh, and then maybe look on the season after if we need any recruitments in that position but I think if Bai can stay fit and Twenzebe can stay fit and if they could act as that high recovery pace centre-backs with Maguire I think that would be very good so it would be basically like four centre-backs Maguire and Lindelof can uh, rotate in their position and Bai and Twenzebe can rotate in their position uh, staying fit for the majority of the season and play and maybe Oli could try promoting one of Dacian Bernard and another the other centre backs that we've got in our youth academy so that could be another good thing to do so i think backline i think uh, should be a focus for later and i think odinagalo obviously is signed uh, thankfully signed i was giving a uh, giving him a nice emotional speech in my last talking united podcast uh, of him uh, probably going to uh, leave and stuff but yeah I, it was on my birthday ramble podcast that i was giving a nice speech to igalo for him leaving but uh, surprisingly out of nowhere he's going to stay till next January which is a great thing so that we've we've got Martial and Nigalo as the centre forwards we've got James and uh, Rashford on the left and on the right we've just got Greenwood uh, but I think we'll we'll have to wait till the summer till we get the right winger in and for next season I would obviously send Sean Gomez and uh, James Garner on loan to the championship where they would get a lot of game time and they would become like they, they'll be like focal players at that club and learn from their experiences and stuff so I would definitely send them on loan I don't think Gomez has officially uh, signed the contract or it's been officially announced yet but I think I, I'm pretty sure he's gonna stay and I bloody hope does he does stay and does not leave United so that's about it and yeah I think apart, apart from that uh, as far as Ole Gunnar Solskjaer is concerned I think this period is going to be very crucial for him because he's got the players and it's the time that he shows that uh, what at least not glimpses like in majority of it if he could show what he could potentially do with a world class team that would be great in these next few months and that would help for us uh, in our pursuit for Champions League football 
but if he does fail to get uh, what's expected of him in this next few months, I think major question marks are going to be raised over him, and then again we're going to be the dilemma of the next manager. But I'm pretty sure I'm pretty optimistic about our chances as a team, and yeah, I'm just very very excited for the Premier League to return, and I hope that United get top four. So yeah, that's it from me from this podcast. Uh, I hope you enjoyed it. Uh, make sure you listen it out on Anchor, Spotify, Google Podcast, Apple Podcast, Radio Public, Overcast, Pocket Cast, uh, Breaker, the podcast app, Castbox, and many more. Um, uh, please check out my social accounts in the podcast description, and please do give them a follow. And yeah, this is the forty seventh podcast release, I believe, and there are going to be three more. Uh, the next one script I've been working on since long. I mean, like not since long. But technically speaking, I've just been lazy not to complete it. But I have decided that I would complete that now that script, and I'll just do that podcast. And yeah, the fiftieth one is gonna be great. And can't uh, you know wait for doing that soon because the fifty-first podcast is just gonna be bang. And I just can't wait to tell you guys about it. So it's just gonna be very very exciting. So yeah. That's it from me from this podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. Stay home, stay safe, stay healthy, and yeah, see you again in the next podcast. Then. Don't let me